0: Get into the message. I just want to encourage you guys, crossover young adults, twenties and thirty somethings. I'm I'm there. I'm with you guys. I'm 31, so can I can I be cool with you guys? (laughs) Man, I just want to encourage you guys. It's so awesome to see, you know, college and career minded people just worshiping God on a Sunday night. You know, in the chill, relaxed atmosphere, and just going for God. You know. And it's so humbling as a pastor just to see like our generation hungry for God. Amen. To see this generation just wanting God. And you know, a lot of times we we uh, discourage even ourselves with like, Oh, my friends don't come to church and they're partying and stuff. But no, man, we are doing it. Amen. We'll we'll stand in the gap for them, we'll we'll pray for them, we'll you know, give us Sunday night just so that we can be on our face and cry out for the nations and for our friends, our buddies. And so let's just be encouraged. Um, keep keep on keeping on. Amen. It's One of those, trying to be a coach here. Keep on keeping on, guys. You guys are awesome. You you encourage me. Amen. Well, what day is it today? <laughs> yeah, dude, it is Sunday. Awesome. It's Valentine's Day. Everybody say, hello. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Okay, all my single people go boo. All oh, my married people go yay. All right. Why is there, why is there such a divide? <laughs> I'm going to talk about something that's pretty provocative. not provocative, just you know, controversial a little bit. Can I? Tr- can we turn this light on? Is it does it ruin the whole mood? Okay. I don't know. I just. Yeah, yeah, all the Dracula's going to start to complain. All right, so it's not really controversial in a sense, but I think there's got to be a balance in the church with this thing, with this, you know, uh, marriage and single thing. I think that there is a disbalance. And I'm going to address, if that's even a word, I'm going to address uh, where I see as just a, a Christian, you know, where where, where there might be a disconnect with singles. Amen, amen. Singles are awesome. In fact, this this sermon is called "Singles: The Higher Calling." <laughs> the gift. Nobody wants it. no. <laughs> it's a gift. Amen. Paul calls it a gift. Um. What does Jesus, Jesus Christ, Dylan, Andrew, John the Baptist, and the Apostle Paul have in common? (laughs) Anybody? Amen. They're single. They were single. Amen. Now, I don't want to jump the gun too much, but the church a lot of times puts an overemphasis. on on, and focusing on marriage and we're going to talk about that and we neglect singles a lot of times amen we neglect them and and we almost make them feel like they're not cool or something you know they're totally cool (laughs) and we're going to go in the bible and find out how cool you are and how cool you should stay (laughs) how cool you are and how cool you should stay amen amen Amen. So we're going to explore a few things. You know, this month, February, we're we'll always focused on couples and marriages and, you know, building a stronger bond. And number one, I'm not anti-marriage, okay? Obviously, I'm not anti-marriage. Here's my ring. There's my beautiful wife. She's so gorgeous. She takes care of me. She loves me so much. I'm not anti-marriage. I'm not going to preach a message about don't get married. It's the devil. Of course, dude, marriage is beautiful. It's It, it was a uh, bachelor's to the rapture. It was created by God, amen. It's a beautiful thing. But I also want to encourage the single people, and I want you to know how awesome you have it. How awesome you have it. And you know what? Yeah, like, I might, we might get reactions like, "Yeah, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but, but I'm, I'm going to try to convince you how awesome you have it, amen. <laughs> I'm going to try to convince you. I know it's hard, guys. Come on. But bear with me here, amen. All right, so, so we want to explore what what the what the Bible says about being single, what what Paul thought about being single, and and before that, I want to give you guys a few statistics on singleness in America, and where. Where the church should be focused, because not just focused on that, but, you know, where we should also focus. You know, the church should have many focuses. We should focus on the homeless. We should focus on the gay community. We should love them. We should focus on, you know, the, 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 the homeless, the poor, you know, the men and women, children, orphans, widows. We should focus on all these things, amen? But we should also focus on single adults, single people, and do things like this. Like This is awesome for the single people, amen? But not only this, encourage people in their singlehood, amen? Because if I were to ask you guys, how many times in the church itself, and maybe not this church because this is an awesome church, but in the church itself, how many times have you felt like you were insignificant because you didn't have... a uh, a wife or a husband. Amen? Come on. Let's be real. How many times did you feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm not there yet. I'm missing something. Dude, that is a lie. We're going to get to that. I'm getting excited. I'm like jumping the gun, but here you go. Singleness in America, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, uh, singles are the fastest-growing household type since the 80s, okay? 28.8 million people live alone in the United States. Um, Let's see. I'm sorry. 28.8 million people live alone. 95.7 million are unmarried or single. Amen? 95.7. 63% of singles have never married. Like, you know, like some of you guys have married... That's 63% of the population. 23% of singles were once, the, were once married but now are divorced. And 14% of singles are widowed. Okay? What's my point here? There's a lot of singles out there. Right? There's a lot of them. You are not alone, singles. Everybody say, yeah! You're not alone. There's a lot of singles. Praise God that there's a lot of singles. Okay? Now, as the church... Now, this is a challenge to me as a leader and uh, to you guys as, as, you know, people that go out preaching the gospel and building churches. Amen? Um, as a church, can we not target singles in, the, in their singleness? Can we not target them and seek them out and, and try to understand singles? Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Let's do that. Let's do that. Now, a lot of singles are deliberately single. Okay, they just want to be single. It's all good, right? They just deliberately single, and they want to stay single for a while. Now we see this in our culture in America more. Uh, more it's more prevalent. Most guys or girls wait till even like their thirty, mid thirties to get married, and it's like a growing kind of phenomenon. Before maybe fifty to a hundred years ago, people were getting married in their twenties or you know, their early teens, or whatever. Now there is a uh, there's a lot of myths on why people want to stay single, but uh, I'm not going to focus on sinners being single. I'm focusing on holy people staying single. Amen. Because single, I mean, sinners could be they want to stay single because they don't want responsibility, they want to party, they want to do all these things, right? But Christians that are single can take advantage of their singleness. Amen. Amen. Now what are the cons of being single? You know there's pros and there's cons. Boom, that's my first point. Loneliness. There's there's a sense of loneliness. Okay? Alright, there's a sense of, well no, I'm all by myself and I can't I have no one to talk to. I got no one to you know, you know, play with my hair or whatever, or or just talk on the phone and giggle and I have no one to do that with. I'm alone. What a lie! That is a lie, dude. That is a lie. You're not alone. You're not alone. Okay, number one, God has never left you. Okay? He should be enough for you. Amen? Number two, you're surrounded by a church body that loves you. Now, If we look in, um, let's go there, let's go to Genesis. I should have gotten ready with this verse. Somebody help me find where it says, In chapter 2, where it says, it's not good for man to be alone. Verse 7, 2-7. Verse 18. Okay. All right. So we all know this kind of story, right? Let's see what the Lord says. The Lord said, it is not good for man to be what? I will make him a helper suitable for him. Amen. We read it from the Bible, right? It's in there. It's not good for man to be alone. Did God say it's not good for man to be not married? Did he say that? No. He didn't say, it's not good for man to not have a wife. Did he say that? He said, alone. There's a difference. We gotta we gotta figure this. We gotta figure this. There's a difference between being alone and being married. You know, there's a lot of married people that are lonely. That or that feel lonely, that sense lonely, that are depressed even in their marriage. They're lonely, even as Christians. I mean, we need to pray for them. Amen. But the Bible says it is not good for a man to be alone. Guys, single guys, single girls, surround yourself with people. Amen? Surround yourself with people. That's how you will beat this loneliness con. Amen? Can I get an amen, somebody? Now what else, other cons we have? Um, Sexual temptations. That's a big one. Sexual temptations. Now, we're going to look in the scripture where it says that lest you burn with passion, you should get married. So, I mean, that's, that's plain and simple right there. But that is a con of being single, sexual temptation, amen? I mean, in, in us there is a, a desire to, to have sex, have that sexual connection, and to procreate and all these other things, amen? And if we don't know how to uh, have that self-control, Paul says to get married. But listen to this. Should we not be able to control ourselves? What is one of the fruit of the Spirit? Self-control. Self-control. Guys, in God, we have enough. Now, I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not anti-marriage. I just want my single people here to know that you can be satisfied fully even without a meat. Amen? Satisfied fully. If, if the fruit of the Spirit is self-control, You've, you've been given that, walking it. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory. Okay, another uh, con, probably f- mostly for women, would be, you know, you stop listening to your biological clock and you won't have babies, you know, because you just ignore your body. That's, that's probably a con, right? Some people that want to have babies. And... Um, you're uncertain about your future facing uh, facing the future a lot of people are just uncertain about it right that's a con you know you'd rather face the future with someone sometimes but then again it's like it, it always it always goes back to god see it always goes back to faith and trust in god Amen. trusting in god now what are the pros come on let me get some pros anybody anybody have a guess i like to i like to have this back okay there it is man Little or no accountability. <laughs> that is a pro when it comes to marriage. Now, when I say accountability, I don't mean like spiritual accountability. I'm talking about like, I don't have to, you don't have to check with anyone, because I do. You don't have to check with anyone to do anything, right? You don't have to check. When you're single, dude, you want to spend, you want to give $500 to the missions? You could do it. You got it. You could do it. You don't have to check with your wife or your husband. Hey, honey, I feel from the Lord, uh, given five hundred. My wife, she feels these things sometimes. She's got to check with me. I'm like, oh, well, you know, we have to agree. Or, or even I do that. You know, she's like, oh, okay, you feel it. Robin's really good at letting me do those things. But um, you don't have to check with anyone when you're single, right? There's very little or no accountability now. So. What, what, what are we saying here? You have more what? You have more resources, more time. Amen? You have more time. You don't have to check with anyone. You are free. You're financially independent. You're financially independent. That means you make your own decisions about your money. See, my wife and I, we have to make decisions together on how we're going to pay the mortgage, buy our house, you know, how we're going to do this, how we're going to pay this bill, blah, 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 blah. And that's cool. You make, you, you make those decisions yourselves when you're single. You worry about those things. But really, it's always, it, it could be conflictual sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Because I may have a certain vision, she may have another one, and we have to come to agree. So there's, there's even uh, uh, complexities in, in, in marriage. There's complexities in even the conflicts and, and, and the, and the uh, situations and the ideas and, and the decisions that you make. There's so many complexities. Dude, singles, you are spared from that. Hello, you're spared from the complexities. Of marriage conflict, Holly. <laughs> uh, I knew this is I knew this is going to be a tough message to preach. I knew it was because like everyone wants to get married, and that's cool, man. Get married, go do what you got to do. But I, my point is, rejoice in your singlehood. Amen. Amen. We ain't done yet. Okay, so you have financial independence. You have more control. Over how you use your time, right, you, dude? You can stay up till four in the morning and you gotta check with nobody, right? You can play video games in your underwear, pick your nose, whatever you want to do, and you don't have to talk to your, you know, husband or spouse and say, "Hey, can I do this?" If I ever told my wife, "Can, can I play my <laughs> video games till in the morning?" she would think oh, I was crazy. She already does. Anyway. So you have control of your time. You have control of your finances. Amen? And you're flexible and you're mobile. Mobile. You're mobile. You can get up and go. Man, Augie, you said something about Africa today. Man, if God calls you to Africa, you can get up and go. You don't have to worry about your wife. All right? Maybe you'll find her there. Should you be doing a little dance? (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Let's go to the Bible. Amen. Let's go to the Bible. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians. Sheikah. (laughs) I'm having fun. You guys having fun? Good. All right. All right. Now, Paul addresses marriage in 1 Corinthians 7. Now... The Corinthians had some really wacky ideas about marriage. They thought, well, if you're in Christ, you shouldn't get, you just shouldn't, don't get married, period. Don't get married. Because he's coming, don't even, you know, just devote your, even any any satisfaction that you need, right? He's going to take care of it point blank, all right? Point blank. That's what the Corinthians were teaching, and Paul had to address this letter i mean address this issue in his letter to the corinthians and in the in the first verse he says now for the matters you wrote about it is good for a man what not to marry uh oh it is good for a man not to marry so what you're saying is hey what you're what you're saying is okay what you're saying it's okay hey it's okay what you're saying but don't make it a law all right so but since there is so much immorality each man should have his own wife and each woman each woman her own husband okay so this goes back to the the, the, the sexual needs that people have amen because there's so much of that and you know you're saying well I'm not gonna get married because Christ fulfills all my sexual desires no he doesn't okay. That's what they were. That's kind of what they were teaching. So even and they were even having sex, all right? Yeah, the Corinthians, dude, they were they were dude, they were so bad. Paul wrote them two letters. Okay, first and second Corinthians. They were so bad. Okay, they were even. They were saying, "Oh, I'm going to be good. I'm not going to marry, but I'm, I'm having sex on the side." Oh. Okay. Anyway. So, but since there's so much immorality, each man should have his own wife, each woman her own husband. Amen. Amen. But the point is that what did Paul say? It is good for a man not to marry. Now, we're going to find out why in later verses. But does anyone have any idea why? I mean, I mean, you guys probably read this chapter, but why don't we just go there? Amen. Let's go to verse 7. And this shows where what Paul's status was amen, when he was writing this letter. He says, I wish that all men were as I am, but each man has his own what? Gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. Now to the unmarried and the widows, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I am. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Okay, Paul was saying, hey, I wish you guys were just like me. I, I got this. I can control myself. You know, I don't burn with passion. I wish you guys were like me. But if, you, if you're if you not, then, you know, get married. But what, what is Paul teaching here? Is He's saying it's a gift. Dude, guys, girls that are single, think of your singleness as a gift. Come on, it's not a curse. It is not a curse. Dylan, it's not a curse, brother. It's a gift. All right? I didn't mean to see you out there, bro. I love you. (laughs) I'm just saying, too many times, even in the church, we perceive being single as a curse. Dude, that is a lie from the pit of Satan. Paul says it's a gift. Amen? It is a gift. Man, when you're single, God, it's a gift. Praise God for that. Amen? Now, I want you guys to stop thinking it's a curse. It's not. I want you guys to stop thinking that being single is a curse because it's not. It's a gift. Amen? Let this let this message free you a little bit. Come on. Be free. It is not a curse, man. You are not cursed. You're not under a curse. You are gifted. God has gifted you. Amen? Any single people over here? There's one guy right here. You are gifted. Amen. Shaka. Let's go to... Verse twenty six. What else is what else does it say? Okay, because of present crisis, I think, I think that it is good for you to remain as you are. Are you married? Don't seek a divorce. Are you unmarried? Don't look for a wife. <laughs> Dude, this is a right of the Bible. Are you married? Stay married. Don't get divorced. Are you unmarried? Yeah? Well, don't look for a wife. Stay as you are. Dude, there is is contentment in knowing there's a certain dignity in being content where you're at. Amen? Amen. Now, like I said, guys, it's not a command. The Bible says he that finds a, a wife finds a what? He that finds a wife finds a good thing. So when you when you find something that implies what you were you've been what you've been searching you've been looking amen so so guys search and look if you want a wife if you want a good thing find it man i found my good thing she's right there she's beautiful i love her and i chased after her she didn't fight me off too much <laughs> but guys now what does it mean to girls he that finds a wife finds a good thing girls should be what found girls should be found they should be waiting yeah they should be they, I acknowledge that they should be found amen now a lot of times I think girls throw like uh, petals in the air almost like they'll be like oh this petal is what's his name Billy this petal is Billy. I'm just gonna whisper it a little bit, like, I like Billy," and that flows up in the air, and and someone sees, "Oh, she likes Billy," and then you know, <laughs> and then what starts happening is there's a little, you know, little dynamic going on. People like start to, "Well, she likes Billy. Hey, maybe Billy, can. Billy, why don't you talk to her, dude? She likes you." That is not waiting to be found. Come on, right? No, you wait. Whoa, that came out pretty strong. But you wait. Wait. It's worth it. Amen. Now, if 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 a guy's gonna chase after you, if he's gonna find you, then just be ready to be found. But enjoy yourself where you're at. Amen. Be content where you're at. Be happy. Why should we be happy? Why should we be content? Because you're single, but you're not alone. Amen. You're single, but you're not alone. You've never been alone. And those lies that you hear about, oh man, I'll never find somebody I'm by myself. Do you're not? You are not by yourself. There's a community of believers that love you, that care about you, that pray for you. Amen. So how then should a Christian that's single live? Okay? Now, what Paul said was pretty extreme. Hey, don't even look for a while. Just, you're just done. All right? That could be extreme. Good thing he said, I say this. Not It's not a command from the Lord. If you look in the scriptures, he says, I say this. This is my kind of opinion. It's not a command. Right? That's what Paul says if you look in the scriptures. But uh, how should we live now? How should we live now that we say, hey, well, I'm Christian. I'm a single. How should I live? You don't give in to any undue pressure to get married. Dude, some of the worst decisions you can make are made under pressure. Alright? I was reading this book of wisdom. It says, when you are faced with a take it or leave it situation, leave it. You know what I'm saying? When someone says, take it or leave it, you leave that. You know what I'm saying? Because if you make a decision under pressure, it ain't gonna go well. So don't give into any undue pressure to be married. Dude, don't give into it. Where is it coming from? Is it coming from you? Is it coming from your peers? Where is it? Don't give into it, man. It's a distraction. So that's how you should live. Don't give into that pressure, okay? How many have sent, I've sensed the pressure as a, as a Christian single. I used to sense that all the time. Come on, let's be honest here. Let's lift up our hands. I want to see who's who's felt that pressure of oh you gotta get married. You could be a good Christian. You gotta get married. Come on. Anyway, don't get me mad. (laughs) What else should we do? Build meaningful and lasting friendships. As a Christian, how should we live if we're single? Build meaningful and lasting friendships. Dude, make your buddy your best buddy. Care about him or her, you know? Take care of each other. Take care of your friends. Look after them. Love them. Pray over them. Pray for them. Amen? Make, make relationships. Build relationships that last. Amen? That last forever. Worry about your friends. You know what I'm saying, guys? Is this helping anybody? I hope it is. Now, what else could we do? We can promote a sense of accountability with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, Augie or whatever. You struggle with this. You struggle with temptation. Augie and Jonathan, you guys hang out. Talk about it. Keep each other accountable. You know what I'm saying? You struggle with loneliness. Man, I'm lonely. Dude, you know, the, the, the worst thing you can do when you feel lonely is not talk to anybody about your loneliness. The best thing you can do is say, hey, dude, I'm feeling kind of lonely, man. You want to hang out? That's the best thing you can do. Call up somebody, dude, I'm feeling kind of lonely. If you tell someone hey, brother, I'm feeling kind of lonely. <laughs> if you say that to someone, they'll be like, aw, okay, why don't you come over, dude? We'll have some pizza. Right? That would be my first inclination. If someone tells me I'm feeling lonely, dude, what are you doing? Come over. You know, that's what I would say. All right, so develop develop a sense or accountability, the sen- a sense of accountability with others. Amen? Don't be afraid to expose all those things you worry about or you that tempt you or or whatever, all those feelings you have. Don't be afraid, man. Dude, it's like we're all in kind of the same boat. You know, if you tell me you're lonely, I'll tell you what I'm going through. Dude, man, my boss is kicking my butt at work. All right? And we pray for each other. And, we, and, we, and we're accountable. Amen? What else? This is probably really key. Strengthen your relationship with Christ. Dude. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. Dude, we sing those songs. I mean, come on. Let's let's mean them. Let's just seek after Christ. Let's strengthen our relationship with him. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times when we seek something, it's because we lack it. Hmm. Hmm. Knowledge right there. When we seek something, it's because we lack it. When we seek a loving relationship, it's because we don't have it. What about Jesus Christ? Does he not love you? Do you seek after that love? Are you intimate with him? Do you not want to be with him? Is he not satisfying enough? Come on. Strengthen your relationship with Christ. Single people, hear me out. Strengthen your relationship with Christ while you're single. Amen. And harness your independence to further the cause of God's kingdom. Harness it. Take it by the hand. Say, "Well, well, you know what? This is where I'm at right now. I'm single. I got more money to give. I got more time to give. I am flexible. I am mobile. God, boom, that's all you. My mobility, my flexibility, my money, everything that I can give now because I'm single, it's yours. I'll advance the kingdom for you. Amen? I'll chase after the kingdom for you while I'm single. Amen? Now a servant of Christ is never truly alone. Amen? You have received God's gift of eternal life through Christ. And embraced his invitation to belong to his family and church. You're his. You're never alone, ever alone. Amen. When you think you're alone, you're not. Just kick that lie to the side. And say, oh, God, you got my back, and I got friends at church that care for me. I'm not alone. I may be single, but I'm not alone. Repeat that after me: Single, but not alone. I may be single. But I'm not alone. Amen. I want you guys to bow your heads real quick. And if this helped you out, praise God. But I want this time to be, I don't know if we can put some music on, some altar call music or something. I want this; these next few moments to be a time of confession to God of what you feel, especially the singles what you feel in your in your singleness if it's lonely if it's depressed if it's unloved uncared for i want you to confess that to god and when you tell the lord that i want you to hear what he has to say about it i want you to hear what he has to say when you say lord i feel alone hey he'll say i never left you when you say lord i'm depressed hey I've given you joy. When you say, oh God, but nobody loves me. What? I died for you. All those objections you have, God has answered them for you on the cross. He's answered them for you. Now, none of this matters if you don't have the cross. None of this matters if you haven't embraced His forgiveness, His love, His mercy. So make sure that that's where you're at right now. That you've embraced His love, His mercy, His forgiveness. And then once you've done that, just embrace all those things that He has for you. His joy, His companionship, His love.